This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. You know, sometimes, sometimes it feels like there is no God, Stu. You know what I mean? Wow. That's a, like that? quite the statement. I know. Have you ever felt that way? I don't think I, I mean, I, you're just saying that things are so dark. Things are so yeah. dark and uh, well, things go wrong and you're like, why? If there is a God, why is this happening? You know, good people, why do bad things happen, happen to, to good people? Sure, everyone's right? had thoughts, I guess, like that. So, I mean, let me just posit this here, okay? If there is a God, why would the Fonnie Willis uh, information about her, her scandal and what we now have in phone records... Why would that break five minutes before we were off this podcast? <laughs> it's, a, it's a great point. Luckily, we'll have time to talk about it on your TV show at blazetv.com slash Glenn today. Because so, that is, it, this is a, a remarkable story. We're going to have all weekend to stew on this and get more information. <laughs> Wait until Monday's podcast. Today's podcast was really, really important. Really good. There's stuff about uh, radio that... I know you think this may not matter to you, but it does. There were several things, and Tennessee is another uh, story that we talked about today. There's a bill going on in Tennessee that is going to stop ESG, second most important. It's voted on in committee, the banking committee, next week. There's zero coverage of this in Tennessee, like no coverage of it. So there's no support from the populace. Um, But you need to know about that. Also, central bank, digital currency, this crazy thing from MSNBC. This is a good show. There's a lot of really really good stuff on this one today. It's a good one. It's a good one. You you don't want to miss a second of uh, today's podcast. Brought to you by Jace Medical. Stage is set for massive shortages of really important goods and services around the world. You're already seeing it in things like medicine. Uh, Did you... Have you ever... Ever had a hard time getting augmenting? I mean, I think that was invented in my lifetime. It was something that was really easy to get, always. You go down, try to get augmenting, many times you'll be told, "Eh, we have a shortage of it, you can't get it. That's crazy. Jace Medical can make sure that you have the life-saving essential antibiotics, five of them, and in your home so you don't have to worry if there's a shortage. But they also go a step further. If you would like to have all of the life-saving medications that you might be taking for blood pressure or heart or, uh, you know, anti-seizure, whatever it is, you'll go to jacemedical.com. You fill out a form. Doctor will review it, write a prescription, and you, you can get a year's worth of that medication in your home. So you don't have to worry about shortages. You'll be covered. Please go to jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Enter the promo code Beck at checkout. Get a discount. It's jacemedical.com. Here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. I'll give you a mile marker. 
feel like part of my uh, job is to inform you. Are we go- what direction are we going in and how fast are we going? Let me give you a couple of stories here that are gravely, gravely concerning. Um, I told you last week the Soros Fund Management, um, you know, run by uh, billionaire George Soros and his son, have now taken uh, control or are on the verge of taking control uh, of Odyssey. Odyssey is the second largest radio broadcaster in America. Only iHeartRadio owns more. And thank God, at this point, uh, iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, has uh, the premier radio networks. I've worked for this company in one way or another since 1989. They are my partner uh, with this broadcast, and they have been always very, very supportive. Uh, if it wasn't for my partners, uh, Julie Talbot and Dan Metter and, uh, and all of the people at iHeartMedia, this show wouldn't be heard anywhere. Uh, so iHeart is the only one right now not under attack, and I'll tell you about this. First, Odyssey. Odyssey uh, amassed $1.9 billion in debt. They filed for bankruptcy. Uh, and now Soros uh, is taking on the, uh, the fund, and they will be the largest shareholder once the bankruptcy proceedings conclude. Where are we? They're dismantling radio and buying radio up. Now, Soros has already bought, what, last year, I think 50 radio stations that were all Spanish-speaking. Gee, isn't that interesting? Now he's buying up the second largest broadcaster uh, in America. Odyssey owns 220 stations, News Talk uh, in New York, uh, Chicago, Los Angeles, all of some of the biggest news talk stations in the country. They own the, the radio stations, <coughs> uh, including uh, KDWNAM in Las Vegas, PHT, Philadelphia, KDKA in Pittsburgh. They have Dana Lash uh, on many of their stations. They have Sean Hannity. They have Mark Levin and George Soros has spent more than $21 billion over the last few decades. He spent $1.3 billion in 2022 alone. Most of that cash went to left-wing causes, including Media Matters, Planned Parenthood, the Sunrise Movement. He's the guy who has put in the radical DAs and the radical attorney generals. And now, what? He's buying up talk radio. Why would you do that? Why would you buy all of these broadcasts? It seems like it's a failing industry, right? It's not. It's not. About 80% of the people still listen to radio. 80%. That's incredible. You think nobody listens to the radio. 80% still listen to the radio. Okay. So that is the second largest broadcaster, now going to George Soros. Then we have this. Cumulus. 
Cumulus used to be the ABC radio network. It used to be the largest. Now I think it is the third largest. Cumulus is facing a takeover from an investor based in Singapore. Part of the process of their bankruptcy, uh, it has asked for and received from the FCC permission to become as much as 100% foreign owned. So the third largest broadcaster is about to go to a Singapore holdings company. <clears throat> how, how does this bid for America? You have George Soros and a Singapore company. And then iHeart all alone. But don't worry. News for radio gets even better. Yesterday, Brendan Carr, he's an FCC commissioner, he came out and said the FCC has just ordered every broadcaster to start posting a race and gender scorecard that breaks down the demographics of their workforce. Activists lobbied for this because they want to see businesses pressured into hiring people based on their race and gender. Courts have already overturned the FCC twice for pressuring broadcasters into making hiring decisions in violation of the Constitution. I dissent. This is a shot across our bow now. If the Supreme Court doesn't stop them again, we will now, if I want to be on radio, have to disclose, by the way, I don't have a problem doing this. I'm almost 2% Native American, so <laughs> I'm a minority inside of a minority. Mm. <clears throat> um, anyway, um, we have to start hiring based on gender and everything else. I don't care what, you know, male, female. I don't care who you sleep with. I don't care what color you are. Really don't. I want to know what's inside of your head. I want to know how you think. Can you bring something different that I don't bring to the table? That's how I hire. Can you fit what your different thinking is into what I'm trying to accomplish? If you can, great. We're going to work together forever. forever. Most of the people that I work with, and I apologize for this, spend their life working with me. Because we it have. It feels that way. Yeah, because we have a good working relationship. <laughs> we all respect each other, again, except for Stu. <laughs> This is really, and let me give you another. Let me give you another one. This is not about radio. Vice Media stops publishing on Vice.com, slashes hundreds of jobs amid mainstream media death spiral. So all of these mainstream media companies, they're all. Did you did you hear about uh, CBS uh, and uh, Catherine uh, Heritage? How do you say her name? Heritage Heritage Heritage, right? I can't, I can't remember. Anyway, worked with her at Fox. We were obviously very close. Um, but she's very, very credible. Uh, she's worked. I don't agree with her all the time, but she's an actual journalist. And CBS News, they just threw her out. She's gone. Now, they're saying that's because, you know, we've, we've laid you know, lots of people off recently because we're collapsing. <laughs> 
That's their argument. That's their that's argument, their for, argument for themselves. Yeah, we're collapsing. Okay, well maybe, or maybe a real journalist just isn't welcome there anymore. I don't know. But everything, all of the media, what I said to Stu, and when we were at the height of Fox, I said, we got to get out of here. And everybody's like, what? Everybody works their whole life to get here. And I'm like, we got to get out of here. So this whole thing is going to burn itself down. It's all going to collapse. And here we are. It's collapsing. But as I said at the time as well, if you're here while it collapses and you survive, you'll then be working for the government. Because all of these people will get bailed. They'll get bailed out by the federal government. We can't. These institutions are far too important. It goes back to your Cloward and Piven stuff from yesterday. That is worth watching if you go to uh, your Blaze TV account. You can watch it on demand. Um, But it's it's one of those situations where, like, you know, Vice is a great example of this. I mean, Vice, how many articles did Vice write about how you were, your career and life was collapsing? Oh, my gosh. I, I can't even, again. I can't even. Th- over and over Over again. and over again. And they, all these companies that have, been, that have been writing for years about how conservative media personalities were going to flame out and their, you know, their businesses were going to collapse are Ours. now all gone. They're yeah. just, you know, they've, they've all either dissolved or fired all their people and AI is writing their articles. I mean, it's. It is sure satisfying for me, <laughs> but it is it is embarrassing for them. I would I would assume. I mean, it's it's a I don't know. Maybe they're all just they've all moved on and they're all just taking money from the government and and, and living at home now, but uh, or, or working from home now. But I don't know. It doesn't seem like they they are able to keep any of these things afloat. Despite I mean, how much money did Vice get? billions and billions of dollars of just free investment cash dumped into that place imagine if we had if we would have had a hundred uh uh a hundred million just just a hundred million compared to the billions that they had Mm -hmm. just a hundred million in 50 million in investment can you imagine what we could have done with it because we wouldn't have wasted it right they just wasted it Gone. I mean, Gone. and this is also while they're producing shows for HBO. I mean, oh, they were handed, handed a media empire with, let's be honest, no valid reason to be handed a media empire. I mean, like Vice did some interesting stuff early on. They did. Yeah. They were kind of different, and then they just turn into the typical left wing news source, uh, and. We were supposed to sit here and be like, oh, wow, this is amazing. It's innovative. Look at this. Let's just throw money at these people. And what do they do? The place is gone, basically. We sat there for I don't know how many meetings. I sat with with big, big, big companies that were trying to figure out how we were doing it. And at the time, we were doing it more right than anybody else. We were still wrong, and we had no margin of error because it was all on me. Um, And... uh, and they were trying to figure out, you know, what do we do? What do we do? And I remember sitting in meetings going, your numbers don't make sense. I mean, I'm sorry, guys. I'm, you know, I'm not an accountant. I'm really a, not a good businessman. But I can look at this and, and, and you're selling what for what? And how do you even know that's true? And it was all hype. It was all hype. Now all that hype is over and it's all falling apart. The mainstream media is falling apart. And look what's happening. You know, I just said recently, it's been quiet on the Western Front. 
It's been all quiet for quite some time in talk radio. Haven't really had any attacks on talk radio. Been squashed with digital, but on talk radio, haven't had a single problem. That's new. What was that all about? They forget about us? No. No. They're just going to take it. They're just going to take it in public-private partnerships. Uh, and they, the left, because our billionaires do nothing. Honest to God, our billionaires who believe in America, the only one that I know that is actually putting his money where his mouth is 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 Donald Trump? I mean, there's there's a handful. Yeah, I don't agree with that. There's there's some of these there's guys a handful. Are very there's a handful. Very but the active, one not that, always publicly. Yes, but George Soros. No. I mean, if you're going to stand up, stand up, stand up. You want to stay in the shadows? That's fine, and I thank you for it. But get your friends to stand up. Why isn't we know the power of talk radio? We know the power of radio. Where are our billionaires? Why aren't they stepping to the plate? Why? Anyway, uh, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to support your local radio station. The station that is, is running this uh, program. Please support them. Please buy the advertising. If it, if you, I'm not asking you to buy something you don't need. If you hear somebody advertising something, you're like, okay, I, I need that or I'm looking for that. Please go to that store or whatever. Local radio is critical, critical. You've got to have a local radio station that is not controlled by the Borg. We thank our sponsors and we thank our local radio stations, our affiliates. You're the heart of us. Thank you. Back to the podcast in a second. I met people who listen to this show. I've met people who have lived with debilitating pain. And it sucks. I've met people who have turned to Relief Factor and it worked for. I met with people who it didn't work for. Just the ability to take a walk, shoot around a golf every now and then, play with your grandkids the way you want to. That is such an... I mean, you don't realize how valuable that is until you lose it. Many people I have met have had their lives changed by Relief Factor. Mine has. It's a daily supplement that helps your body fight pain. It is, it's not like, um, you know, ibuprofen. I got a headache. Take it. It's not like that. You take it daily. It's a supplement, and it helps your body keep out of inflammation. That's how it relieves pain. See how Relief Factor can help you with their three-week quick start kit. $19.95 comes with a feel better or your money back guarantee. ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four relief. ReliefFactor.com. Now back to the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. We've been telling you about ESG for a while now. There are 15 states that have now passed laws targeting ESG in one form or another, the, the number is still going up. In Florida, Ron DeSantis and uh, Bob Rommel, he's state rep, uh, put together the toughest anti-ESG bill in America, and it was passed in 2023. Among other things, it bans banks from using ESG social credit scores to discriminate against its customers. And that's one of the biggest tools used by the re Great Reset elites. 
to fundamentally transform us, they can use social scores. What is your green energy usage? Uh, what is, you know, how much, what is your carbon footprint look like? Are you in the school board fighting for or against uh, things uh, like um, critical race theory and DEI? Does your company have DEI in place? What is that like? If it doesn't hit certain places, then they don't give you a loan. That's done now in Florida. There is another one that's coming out that may be, uh, may be the best one out, uh, and it's coming from Tennessee, and it's from uh, Representative Jason Zachary. He's just put together an ESG bill that has the potential to be the strongest or the second strongest law in the country. It's a really good law, and it goes up uh, in committee on Tuesday, and I wanted you to know about it. Uh, Representative uh, Jason Zachary is with us now. Hey, Jason, how are you? Hey, I'm great, Glenn. How are you? Good. So tell me about the bill and uh, the battle for passing this thing. Sure. Yeah, well, t- to start out last year, we passed uh, that we took the first ESG step with the treasurer of our state. Thankfully, we have one of the best treasurers in the country, very conservative. He and I began to discuss ESG and the problems that we were seeing with BlackRock in the state of Tennessee. We divested ourselves from all the BlackRock investments. He and I were having this conversation. He said, I'm never going to allow these standards to be utilized, but we have to take legislative steps to ensure those behind me don't take those steps. So last year, I was able to pass a bill with our Senate Majority Leader Jack Johnson to uh, prohibit ESG standards from being used on the governmental state level. And so obviously the next step, as you've talked about, was the Fair Access Bill, uh, mm-hmm. which Florida has. I talked to the DeSantis team. They've been very helpful. But man, really, Glenn, the team at Wall Builders, Audrea, uh, uh, Betty, uh, Justin Haskins, they have been invaluable in providing. I literally have pages of resources here to be able to combat uh, the pushback from the Tennessee Bankers Association, which is obviously pushing back on the bill. But to your point, I feel like we have the home run. We've included all the best parts. It requires notification. It protects religious liberty of institutions, political views, whether you own a firearm. I mean, we hit just about every aspect. And then we actually, Excellent. versus just saying ESG, we actually list out the individual tenets of ESG to ensure that the big banks cannot debank Tennesseans. Oh, that is fantastic. So what is the what's the pushback been like? Sure. So we started out at the team at Alliance for Defending Freedom. They've been working hand in hand with wall builders. And so uh, they came to us and said, listen, the Tennessee charter banks are not your problem. You're three, four billion dollar banks. I mean, they're they're serving Tennesseans. They're doing a great job. It's Bank of America. It's J.P. Morgan Chase. It's Wells Fargo. It's the big guys. So they suggested putting an amendment on that would uh, that would that was one hundred billion dollars that only hit the 28 largest banks in the country because that's the problem. And so kind of thinking that that would back the Bankers Association off. Well, the Bankers Association represents the large banks as well. And so they were in my office like last week pushing back, saying they were uncomfortable with the bill. Hmm. And Glenn, I just looked at him and said, listen, if you're uncomfortable with what's in this, then that's the problem. That's why we have to run it. But if you guys aren't doing these things, 
then you won't have a problem. Because they like to say in a conservative in a conservative state like Tennessee, they immediately say, "Well, guys, we're opposed to ESG." And then here comes the but, and then you've got these fifteen different things they list out. Yep. And so I've already worked the committee. Uh, we have it's all we're super majority in Tennessee, seventy five Republicans in the House out of ninety nine. I've worked the committee. The Republicans are with us. We've only got one Democrat on the committee, so I feel really confident. Uh, wall builders and ADF have pulled some resources together. Uh, former Senator Brownback from Kansas is going to come in and testify. Excellent. ADF, some of the guys at Wall Builders are going to be there. We've got an awesome team coming in because we've got this up in committee on Tuesday. So it goes through committee. If it makes it through, and it sounds like it will, then what's the next step? When will this actually be in front of the the uh, the legislature to vote? Yeah, good question. And it's important for you, unlike Washington, that's the focus. They don't read bills. They don't go through committee and leadership makes decisions. In most states like Tennessee, every bill is heard. So it starts out in subcommittee. It'll be in the banking subcommittee. After it passes there, it would go to the full commerce committee, which is a much larger committee. Then it goes to the House floor. And Glenn, you, you talk about this all the time, but it's important for your listeners, especially your Tennesseans to know they need to call the members of the banking committee. You don't need to worry about the full house right now because we got a couple of weeks till we get there. But this next week, you call the banking committee and say, and email them and say, hey, guys, we need this. This is something we need to pass to protect us. And then the following week, you need to call the Commerce Committee. Tennesseans do. And then three weeks from now, that's when you start emailing the whole house. So it's very different than Congress. And most people don't understand that. And so you focus on one committee at a time because that's the most important We'll pass it in the House, and Senator Senate Majority Leader Jack Johnson, he's been right with me on this. He'll then move it on the Senate side, and then hopefully in probably four weeks or so, we could have this before the governor to sign for a signature. Are you uh, are you getting any coverage in the state on this? Man, Glenn, no. I, I mean, really, man, you are truly, and I'm not just saying it because I'm on with you. I literally, no lie, I was driving to the Capitol the morning you were talking about the UCC bill and Christy Nome's veto. And that bill happened to be in my committee the next day. I went to the sponsor, man, we wow. got that bill stopped because of, wow. the, because of what I'm, and I'm serious because of the information you brought forward. I told, I told Sarah, who was, who was emailing me yesterday, man, I've read the great reset twice, your discussions on the ESG, the resources that you mentioned with Justin and the wall builders. I just started reaching out and engaging them. Audria at wall builders, yeah, yeah. the resources that you've provided have been phenomenal, but man, no, in conservative media, <clears throat> nobody else is talking about these things like central bank, digital currency shifting a little bit with the help of wall builders. I put an amendment on that UCC bill so if it were to pass, which I don't think it will, we've already gotten it rolled to the last calendar. If it were to pass, I've got that on there to change the definition of a deposit account. And again, you're the only person talking about it statewide, zero coverage. Nobody's talking about it. Jeez. So if you're not getting any coverage, uh, you, you don't have any you don't have any backing. Uh, we, we, we if you are listening um, right now, you you have got to get engaged. This is the Tennessee ESG bill. Um, it is potentially one of the strongest top two uh, strongest laws in the country on ESG. Um, and each individual state has to protect itself from this. And I know that they're repackaging right now. Don't think that they're they're not giving up on this. They're just renaming and repackaging. It, they will never give up on this. This is the way they control everybody's life. 
uh, this and CBDC, a central bank digital currency. Um, when is that bill coming up? So the U- so the UCC bill, we got that rolled to the last calendar. And as, as most people know, uh, we're part-time legislators. We go from January to April. So we got it pushed to the last calendar, hoping the sponsor will take it off. I mean, it's a cold breeze blowing in that committee right now just because there's so much uncertainty around it. But I have a standalone bill to change the definition of deposit accounts uh, to make it very difficult to implement a central bank digital currency. Because what happens, the federal government can roll it out. Uh, people can use it. There's only so much the states can do. But like Florida's done it, Alabama, North Dakota, we as Tennessee need to take that step to ensure that it's not that banks can't use it as collateral within their deposit accounts. So then they push back on the federal government and say, listen, you can't implement this because our 90 to 10 ratios, we can't maintain those if we can't count central bank digital currency as a collateral. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, man, that again, these are all factors. And it's some of those, all these things we're talking about are so critically important, but most people just know it from a surface level and don't think much can be done. But uh, Glenn, I'm, I'm five terms in serving in the House. It's been the honor of my life to serve. And and under Governor Haslam, who was our previous governor, Republican, he used to say that the federal government had become an unreliable partner. Well, over the last five years under Governor Lee, who's our current governor, man, they've become an adversarial partner. I mean, literally Joe Biden has called Governor Lee twice asking to dump illegals in our state he says, no, they do it anyway. Uh, everything Jeez. that we do, the federal government is pushing back on us. And so we, we, were the first, we were the first state in the nation. We passed a block grant for Medicaid. We got it in right before Trump left office. He signed off on it, and we have been able to save about $350 million a year with our Medicaid program because we get to keep those shared savings. But we're the only state that was able to do that because we got it under the gun. And so, man, our conversation among our supermajority GOP has been we have to do everything we can to firewall our state from these adversarial policies of the federal government. You have to. Wow. It is a it's an honor and privilege to talk to you, Jason. Thank you uh, for everything that you, you guys are doing. Thank you, Glenn. You, man, truly, you have no idea what a valuable resource you are to got citizen legislators like me. Man, I don't have a staff. I don't have people that can research. And I literally listen to you on a daily basis, and it, you inform and talk about things most people don't. And it helps. I mean, we as legislators, we talk about things you talk about on your show. And what you talk about is impacting 7 million Tennesseans. And all I can speak for is Tennessee. But, man, please Keep bringing these issues to the forefront. Sometimes people think they're so mundane, but man, this impacts the people I represent, every Tennessean, but people across the nation. And we as red states, we got to be bold in the steps we're taking. And for most of us, like this ESG bill, man, this is common sense, but these are the bold steps that we have to take to ensure that we preserve our way of life. Who knows what's going to happen in 2024? You know, when you're done with all of this, I, I would like to talk to you because, for instance, the Daily Wire is is in your state now, and they are coming after all digital and now all radio. Uh, what the FCC mm-hmm. did yesterday, the sale to Soros of the second largest media company uh, in America, radio broadcast company, and uh, the the third largest is being sold to a company 100% in the Philippines, uh, so it won't be American owned anymore. Um, they we're, we're in trouble on radio. We I believe are in trouble, and I haven't felt that for a long time. They're coming. 
they are coming on digital and on radio. And I'd love to talk to you about anything you can do. The states have got to protect their local broadcasters. Have to. And, and, and Glenn, that you're, that I keep saying your team, the team at Wall Builders with David Barton and his group. Yeah. If there are any legislators across the country listening and they have not reached out or talked to that team, call Audrea Decker over it over at wall builders they they are fantastic i literally i'm sitting in front i'm sitting here now in my car with pages of documentation white papers that they've provided that create that allow me to make a case for esg but other things that they've provided so if there are any legislators out there listening they need to reach out to wall builders because that is an invaluable resource and again those of us I'm a part-time legislator. We're, we're, we go from January to April, and then and then we don't we don't have session again to the following January. We don't have the resources of like my congressman Burchett, who's got just unlimited yeah. resources, but he can't do anything in Washington. So, man, please reach out to the team at Wall Builders if you're a legislator because they can help and equip you to be able to pass some of these big bills. I am I am so pleased that we got a hold of you, and and uh, you just let us know when you need people in Tennessee to know. Hey, they need to please. I sent Sarah the link. So if you guys, is there any way you could post that? It's the link to the two committees. Tennesseans can click on those links. They can follow me on Twitter, Jason Zachary TN. I'll go ahead and post those links there. They can click on those links. It'll show all the members of the banking committee. They can click on their picture. They can send them a nice email. And, and, and Glenn, too, it's important from a legislator's perspective for your users don't send or your listeners don't send canned emails like like our system weeds out like people will say hey sign up here and send your legislator yeah. an email we don't get those auto emails but just a personal email hey rep zachary man please uh please pass this bill or please vote for this bill it's important it. for us that stuff makes a difference call the guys offices i mean again we listen to that stuff we actually do receive the feedback directly okay thank you so much i appreciate it god bless you i'm going to post this and if uh the social media could actually uh do it by zip so we can go into the region and go right into tennessee so we uh hyper serve them on this and i'll post this at glenbeck.com also on my social media today so you have that information this is the best of the glenbeck program Okay, I want you to hear this uh, clip from uh, MSNBC as they're talking about Christian nationalism. Listen. Remember when Trump ran in 2016, a lot of the mainline evangelicals wanted mm-hmm. nothing to do with the divorced, uh, you know, real estate mogul who right. had cheated on his wife and with a porn star and all of that, right? So what happened was he was surrounded by this more extremist element. You're going to hear words like Christian nationalism, like the new apostolic reformation. These are groups that you should get very, uh, very schooled on because they have a a lot of... Stop for a second. These are the same people that she's, she's talking about 2016. You have to get to know them because they were around him in 2016 and they're very far right. And they want a Christian nationalist nation, making it sound like some fascistic thing. No, did they do it in 2016? What's changed? What has changed other than the you, the media, which the media is, you might as well just move it into, if you see it on mainstream media, you know it's coming from a government agency. It's coming from Intel somewhere or another. That's their source on all this. Why are they saying now that the same people that were around him in 2016 are extreme Christian nationalists? I'll tell you why. 
because that designation will allow the Department of Homeland Security and FBI and NSA to spy or round up and use the Patriot Act to quash. That's why this is being brought up. Actual Christian nationalism, which is not what they're talking about, is very small and it is real and it is dangerous. We've talked about it before. If you don't know, go back and listen. We'll talk about it again. But it is real and it is dangerous. But that's not what she's talking about. And I want you to listen to the rest of the clip. Out of power in Trump's circle. And the one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalists is very different, Mm -hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They (gasps) come from God. (gasps) The problem with that is that they are determining man, men, Mm -hmm. it is men, are determining what God is telling them. And in the past, Mm. that so-called natural law is, you know, Mm. it's a pillar of Catholicism. Mm -hmm. Catholicism, for instance, has been used for good in social justice campaigns. Martin Luther King evoked it in talking Mm -hmm. about civil rights. But now you have an extremist element of conservative Christians who say that this applies specifically to issues including abortion, gay marriage, and it's going much further than that, as you see, for instance, with the ruling in Alabama this week that judge is connected to that dominionist. Have you ever heard something so crazy that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator Mm. with certain unalienable rights, among them life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Endowed by who? And by and down by their creator. I mean, you're just—are you a Christian nationalist? Are you just making that up off the top? No, of your head? I, where are you no, getting I, that phrase? I'm just from? quoting it from an old dusty document. Oh, Endowed okay. by their creator with certain unchangeable, untouchable rights. The reason why the founders wrote that is because they had a king who said, "I create rights." I will tell you the rights you have. So the founders settled on, you know, there are some things to nature's God, nature's law. Now, nature's God, based on the Judeo-Christian Ten Commandments and just the you know rule of thumb, be good, be good to one another, love one another. These things are wrong. These things are not good. Based on those laws and the laws of nature. This is what we would call today, follow the science. Those things are where we get our general understanding of rights. And if you don't have that understanding that rights are not printed up, are not, they're just not changeable by men, and they're not printed up by men. If you understand that, you know then where the limits of government are. That's what made America different. We have a charter of negative liberties. We, those that, the charter that we have for the government, it's all negative liberties. You cannot do these things. All other constitutions are reversed. They have a charter of negative liberties on the people. 
No, the government doesn't give us these rights. We're restraining the government because something is bigger than government. And it's not man, it's God. And you can see how this might be a problem if you reverse this concept. If you said, actually, all your rights are just gifts from government institutions and politicians, you don't, you what don't, happens when they change? What happens if you're a group that's out of favor with the government? You'd think someone on the left would understand this. That you know, It's why well, it they could create some understand issues. This. this is why they're doing it with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. They are taking away his right to a fair free trial so they're doing mm-hmm. now they're just taking away his right his right to have a business to do business because they want to there are certain things um that our founders did that if we don't teach them we don't understand them we are going to lose the country this is why i've been saying You know, what are we for? I'm tired of being against stuff. What are we for? Well, I am for God-given rights. And they're they're pretty obvious. You have a right to be you. But being you, everybody has the right to be you. They can be them. You can be you. That's fine. But you don't have a right to kill another person because they're not you they have a different point of view and they're not hurting anybody they have a right to liberty you can't just scoop them up off the street because you disagree with them you you they have a right to say what they feel just like you have a right to say what you feel they have a right to collect with their own groups of people you have a right to do it too Whatever rights you want, you better protect them for the people you don't like. That's, that's the way we used to always be. I don't agree with you, but I'll fight to the death for your right to say it and believe it. That's not what we're doing now. No, uh, <laughs> it's very true. And when you look back at you know even the founding of this country, obviously you point out endowed by our creator but with certain unalienable rights which would should prove it to almost anyone but you can go through the founding concepts of this country and find how it was designed with natural law in mind with almost no exception i mean it's so fundamental to the country let alone the misunderstanding going on here with christianity which is a whole different story but just that when you're talking about the country as a whole Every concept that we care about comes from natural law. Everything from you know, habeas corpus, um, you know, paying back someone you've wronged, come, that that concept is directly from natural law. Uh, there's a whole list of them. Um, Life. Limited government. Separation of powers. Checks and balances. These things all come from natural law. The right to contract comes from natural law the right to bear arms comes from natural law and i don't want to use that necessarily in this example because they probably want to get rid of that one um the right with talking about no taxation without representation that comes from natural law how about how about this these are some of them (coughs) that they talked about but they thought it was so obvious they didn't need to enumerate them 
Okay. I want you to understand rights. The declaration is our mission statement. We tell the king we got to break up, but because we want to be decent human beings, we have to tell you what we're going to do, why we need to break up with you. And that's because we hold these things self-evident. You don't. We do. Okay. We don't want a war with you, but you won't listen to us. Because we're different. We think differently. We believe, you believe, that all rights come from you because you're appointed by God. We don't think that. We think every man is equal. Every man is equal. We're all created equal. And we're all given certain rights. You say, as the king, only you have it or only parliament has it. We don't think that. And they list life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Then later, because they knew people were going to be so stupid, and actually it was because they just didn't trust the government, none of, none of them did. The state said, when we sign this constitution, we're, we need to outline you know, some rights here. So everybody is clear because there are certain unalienable rights. There's, there's hundreds of thousands of millions of them I, don't even, I haven't even thought of, you haven't thought of. So it's an unlimited number of rights. But they thought the really important ones ought to be written down, and that's the Bill of Rights. But here are the, some of the things they were talking about. The unalienable or natural rights, meaning unalienable just means you can't take this right away. You can't change it. No man can change it because it is part of nature. Uh, the right of self-government, which means you have a right to vote. You have a right to be heard. You have a right to campaign. You have a right to serve in government. A right to bear arms for self-defense. A right to own, develop, and sell property. A right to make personal choices. A right of a free conscience. You can't tell me, as a government, what to believe. Uh, The right to choose a profession. The right to choose a mate. The right to beget one's kind. In other words, have children. The right to assemble. The right to petition. The right to free speech, free press. The right to enjoy the fruits of one's labors. This is why the thing with Elon Musk is so horrific. Because he's being told he made a deal with his company and everybody said he'll never make it. It's an outrageous deal. He's a sucker for taking it because he'll never, ever be able to accomplish it. He does. And then the federal government steps in and says, that's an unfair deal. You're giving him too much money. They made the deal as free citizens. They made a contract. They have a right to make a contract. Government has no role in it. Unless somebody's being defrauded. But nobody's complaining about fraud in that or the Donald Trump case. The government is. They don't have that right. They don't have that right. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.